Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, Joshua chapter 3, and if I were to give this one a title, it would be Trust God Before You See God. Trust God Before You See God. We're about to see something today that I am curious if you or I would do if we were in these guys' shoes. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be awesome. But before we do that, as always, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you are like, sharing, and subscribing to the YouTube video. Also, comment on this. Let us know how you're engaging with God's Word. If you listen to the podcast, make sure you leave us a five-star review. And I would love for everybody to join our community over on Facebook at the Bible Breakdown Discussion. I know not everybody does the Facebooks, but it's the best we got right now. And last but not least, I would love for you to go to my blog, brandoncannon.com, and sign up for my newsletter. Once a week, I'm going to send you our Bible Breakdown Extras. I'm going to share with you my favorite Bible Breakdown episode of the week, some kind of my takeaways for it, some resources I come across that week. And also, something I'm doing right now is as a church, if you're part of Real Life Church, we are going through the Gospel of Matthew one passage at a time, and I send you some of my my favorite takeaways from the text that I've been studying on the, the Monday after. And so if that kind of thing is interesting to you, I would love to send that to you, of course, free of charge. So go to my blog, brandoncannon.com, and sign up for the newsletter, okay? All right, Joshua chapter 3. So while I'm talking, if you want to get out your Bibles, NLT Bibles, get your coffee ready, man, this is a great one because it's time to move forward. For the past 40 years, you know, they have been waiting and now they've crossed the Jordan River. They have sent out some spies. They are now headed to Jericho. The nations that they're going to take over are all the nations that have heard about Israel, but have not fled. Israel is giving them plenty of time. They are moving slow. And these are the nations that are saying, no, we are going to fight. And now they're about to do it. And remember, that's what's happening. Moses has died. Joshua has taken over and they are now going to fulfill the promises that God has given them. And that's important to realize because I think a lot of times as Christians, we think that the promises of God are kind of like that get out of jail free card of Monopoly. You get that card and if something bad happens, you just lay that card down and you don't have to go to jail. Well, we think that a lot of times that's the promises of God. Something bad happens, we quote a verse and then we just think that's it. But we realize that the promises of God are God's open doors with God's help. Because we we love the verse that says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. But the verses before teach us the steps that we take. And then God adds his supernatural to our natural. I love how the Bible says that God will complete his work in us. But that's Romans 8, 28. That all things work together to the good of those who who love God are called according to his purpose. But the first 28 verses teach us how he works that out in our life. So God's the one that does the supernatural. But we always see God's miracles at the end of our strength. And that's why the first chapter, God tells Joshua, I need you to be strong and courageous. I need you to take your ability and take your willingness, and I'll add that supernatural. And I think the whole gospel, whole gospel, the whole book of Joshua could be summed up as that, as God takes their natural and adds his supernatural. And if he can do it for them, he can do it for us. Well, that's what's going to happen today. Remember I said the title is See God, or, or 
trust God before you see God. Well, watch what happens today. It's going to be very interesting because they got to get over the Jordan River. And if you remember the last time they needed to get across a big body of water, it was the sea, uh, the, the great uh, sea that, that had to part down the middle. Well, now they're about to do it again. These different groups have been going, but now the rest of the nation of Israel is crossing. So there have been pockets of them that have crossed, but now everybody else is going to cross the Jordan. Watch what God does. You ready? Verse 1 says this. Early the next morning, Joshua and all the Israelites left Acacia Grove and arrived at the banks of the Jordan River, where they camped before crossing. Three days later, the Israelite officers went through the camp, giving these instructions to the people. When you see the Levitical priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, move out from your positions and follow them. Since you have never traveled this way before, they will guide you. Stay a half mile behind them, keeping a clear distance between you and the ark, and make sure you don't come any closer. Now remember, the ark of the covenant was not itself holy. It was what was in it was holy. Now they had anointed it, and it had become holy unto the Lord, but it was a representation of the presence of God. And so other than God himself, there was nothing more holy than the ark of the covenant because it represented God's presence among the people. And so God was saying, I'm going to lead you because you've never been here before. And can I go ahead and say that? Anytime we want to trust God with something new in our life, we have to make sure he is leading us in every single thing we do. Verse 5 says this, Then Joshua told the people, Purify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do great wonders among you. Verse 6, In the morning Joshua said to the priest, Lift up the Ark of the Covenant and lead the people across the river. So they started out and went ahead of the people. The Lord said to Joshua, Today I will begin to make you a great leader in the eyes of all the Israelites. They will know that I am with you just as I was with Moses. Give this command to the priest of the Ark of the Covenant. When you reach the banks of the Jordan River, take a few steps into the river and stop there. So Joshua told the Israelites, Come and listen to what the Lord your God says. Today you will know that the living, living God is among you. He will surely drive out the Canaanites the Hittites, the Havites, the Perizzites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, and the Jebusites ahead of you. Pause. What's up all these ites? <laughs> ites means people group. So when they say this, he's saying Canaanites. He's saying the people of Canaan. Hittites, the people of Hittite. The Havites, the people of Hivite, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So every time in the future, when you see ites, ites means people group. So it's the people group. So he's saying all these different people groups, these are the ones that are left that are not willing to leave. We're going to take care of them. All right, here we go. Verse 11. Look, the Ark of the Covenant, which belongs to the Lord of the whole earth, will lead you across the Jordan River. Now, choose 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe. The priests will carry the Ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth. As soon as their feet touch the water, the water, the flow of water will cut off upstream and the river will stand up like a wall. So the people left their camp and crossed the Jordan, and the priests who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. It was harvest season, so the Jordan was overflowing its banks. But as soon as the feet of the priests who were carrying the Ark touched the water at the river's edge, the water above that point began to back up a great distance away at a town called Adam, which is nearest Zerethon. And the water below that point flowed up to the Dead Sea until the riverbed was dry. Then all the people crossed over to near the town of Jericho. Meanwhile, the priests who were carrying the Ark of the Lord's Covenant stood on dry ground in the middle of the waterbed as the people crossed by. 
they waited there until the whole nation of Israel had crossed the Jordan on dry ground. Now, this is what happened. The Bible said that when they went into the water for a moment, nothing happened. Because what happened was, is as soon as they went into the water, something did happen. They just didn't see it. Way back over here, about a mile away at a city called Adam, the water stopped. Now, it said it, it rose up like a wall. Now, we don't know. This is a miracle. So we don't know exactly what happened here. There's a lot of different archaeological things and a lot of different things by scholars that say might have happened, including just a lot of different things. There's a lot of different plausible things. Either way, it was a miracle because it happened that as soon as their foot touched the ground, that wall started to happen, which means for a little while, it looked like nothing had happened. Even though it did, they didn't see it yet. So they're standing there. And can you imagine for the first few minutes until the water started to, to lessen? Can you imagine those guys going, well, <laughs> anytime now, God, <laughs> I have obeyed you. I have put my feet in this water. It's cold. Uh, I'm nervous. There's about 2 million people behind me looking at me and nothing's happening. <laughs> the truth is something was happening. They just couldn't see it yet. But then finally, after a little while, the water started to lessen. Lesson, 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 until it was dry. And then all the people crossed while the Ark of the Covenant stayed there. To which, as an aside, I was watching and doing some research one time. The odd question came into my mind. I wonder how heavy the Ark of the Covenant was. These jokers were standing there all day long. I mean, how long do you think it takes for two to three million people to cross over a river, right? And uh, according to everything, uh, scholars say, the, or the rabbinical scholars say that it was, it was almost weightless. It was very easy to carry, and that probably goes to some different things, but uh, most likely it wasn't very heavy at all to carry because literally the, God's presence was there, and so it almost hovered by itself. So instead of them having to uh, hold it, they probably were directing it as it went. It's just a, a thing that some uh, scholars say, but we don't really know for sure. What we do know is, is that moment must have been amazing. And can you also imagine Joshua going, okay, God, uh, you told me to do this. So anytime you want to turn that uh, heavenly water faucet off, I'm game. <laughs> but it happened eventually, and they all crossed. Verse 17 says this. Once again, meanwhile, the priests that were carrying the Ark of the Lord's Covenant stood on dry ground. And they stayed there until the nation of Israel had crossed the Jordan River. You know what I love about that is the title of our chapter today was Trust God Before You See God. Many times in my life, I have felt like through reading God's word, I knew what my next step needed to be. I needed to take a step of faith. I needed to take a step away from uh, an addiction or, or offer forgiveness to somebody or just I knew what my next step was. And so I take that next step. And at first, it seems like nothing happens. There was a time in my life one time when I'd been hurt very badly by somebody and I wasn't innocent in it either, but I carried the weight of that pain. And I knew I had to forgive them. Now, that didn't mean that I'd, I didn't put in healthy boundaries and, and work through that process, but I knew I had to let it go. They say that a great definition of unforgiveness is setting yourself on fire and hoping the other person dies of smoke inhalation, right? You may hurt them, but you're going to destroy yourself. And I knew I needed to walk in forgiveness. And so I remember one day I was praying and I said, God, I don't want to do this, but by faith, I want to obey you. And by faith, I forgive them. And I said their name out loud. And I expected just to feel so much better. <laughs> I didn't yet. <laughs> it was a process. So the next day, I did. The next day, I said the same thing. The next thing, I, I said the same thing. And I, I started to slowly feel like 
I was no longer there. The thought of them was no longer conquering my mind. I wasn't just obsessed with thinking about them all the time until one day that particular person called me and they, they needed something from me. And it would have been a time when just to hear their voice would have just destroyed me for a week. I mean, I was just, I was really struggling, but God had so brought me on a process of forgiving them that when they called me on the phone, I recognized them. It didn't make me happy, but it no longer wrecked me. And it was that moment I realized, God, you have healed me. It was almost as if God had healed me way back there. And that process had happened slowly, but certainly. And can I tell you, that's what God does with our lives so many times. Remember what a promise is. A promise is God's open door with God's strength. But we have to walk through. We do the possible. God does the impossible. These Levitical priests could not stop that water. You know what they could do? Take the next step. Step into that water, promising that by the time they got up to their <laughs> their chest, God was going to stop that water. And he did every time. I don't know what God may be saying to you. I don't know what next step God may be putting into your heart. And I don't know what that may look like for you. But you know what I can promise you? If you will trust God, even if you don't see him, God always comes through. And sometimes it's different. Sometimes it's not what you would have expected. Sometimes it's not what you would have hoped for. But in the end, it's always better. Let me pray for you today. God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you that your word is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. Thank you, God, that you are for us and not against us. And God, I don't know what you may be putting in our hearts today, but I trust you that wherever you lead us, you'll provide for us. And I'm thankful for those next steps today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. My hope for you today is Joshua chapter 21, verse 45, that this will be your testimony. Not a single one of all of the good promises the Lord had given was left unfulfilled. Everything he had spoken came true. That's my prayer for you today. I'll see you tomorrow for Joshua chapter 4. Mm-hmm.